When I was away, tried to make a way somehow to to send flowers. I, I knew that that it was important because every time he was gone, he always brought me something. I mean, and not that I asked for it. That told me that he was thinking of me. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Hello, dear young married couple. We are excited today to be with brother and sister Rodriguez, and we are actually recording this in Ensenada, Mexico. So this is a really neat opportunity. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for inviting us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We've had such an amazing time with you guys this weekend, being able to see the work that you are doing in furthering the kingdom here in Mexico. So we applaud you. We respect you. Thank you. But, you know, um, God has been doing amazing things in in this place, and we're just happy to be part of what God's doing in in Mexico. Mm. Amen. Well, we wanted to start off by asking you a little bit about your story I think you have some very interesting and unique circumstances that um, you were born. Do I did I get it that right? In yes. Ensenada. Yes. And then you were um, you joined the military. You were in the military for many years. Um, tell us because there's so many elements here that I think our listeners can benefit from. Tell us a little bit about your story and where and then to where you are now. Yes, um, I was born here in Ensenada. And uh, at the age of uh, 19 years old, I decided to join the service. Uh, one of the things that was um, in my mind, because my dad was a two-time uh, Viet- Vietnam vet, and so that was always in my mind also, but uh, because of the situation of uh, financially here in Mexico, you know, I wanted to do um, something better for myself. So that kind of pushed me to, um, you know, to join the service, uh, the U.S. Army, I uh, retired from the U.S. Army with 20 years and 11 days. Uh, thank uh, you for your service. Thank you. Uh, um, and um, <clears throat> so, you know, retired from the service at the age of 19. And in uh, 2013, I, uh, we retired uh, with over 20 years in the service. Mm-hmm. And you guys were actually dating when he decided to join the service. Tell us a little bit about that, sis. Well... We were dating. Um, we dated for four years, and um, when he, we actually started dating, I believe we were like 16 years old, and um, when we barely started our relationship, he made the comment that he, that was one of his dreams, that he wanted to join the military. So I told him straight out, you know, um, well, that's great. But I just want you to know that, you know, if you leave, you and I are not going to be boyfriend and girlfriend no more. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know that you had two decades of military ahead of you. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> Aww. We actually got to drive by the spot where he asked you to be his girlfriend yes. on the beat. Yes, that was I don't yeah. know if it was good or bad. She actually said no. <laughs> so how how long did it take to to bring you over to your side here? I think it took about a year, you know, persistence, you know, that kind of uh, kept going and going and going until, you know, she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That so is true. Tell, tell us a little bit about your outlook on the military because some people are already in right now and maybe they... They have mixed feelings about the military. You know, tell us your feeling, because you were a recruiter for a long, long time. Tell us a little bit about what you think about it. 
Well, yes, at the beginning, um, you know, I was, uh, I had no idea. You know, when I joined the service, um, I just knew that I needed, you know, uh, move out of this place to, uh, for, a be for a better future. Uh, so my only way out was joining the military. You know, I tried to apply for jobs and, you know, Burger King, McDonald's, and things were not happening, you know. And I said, you know what, I think it's time, um, you know, and with that uh, desire that I had in my heart, you know, to, to, to join the service, I said, I, I went to the recruiter uh, and I enlisted, you know. I took the test, passed the test, thank God, you know, because at that time I, I actually only knew probably about 30, 40% of English. And it was just uh, something that, uh, you know, when I passed the test, it was like, you know, it was, it was like a miracle for me. Wow. <laughs> mm. um, and um, after that, when I enlisted in the service, I actually went into logistics, uh, which is supply. Mm -hmm. um, the only two options I had it was infantry <laughs> and logistics. And I know in the back of my mind, my dad told me, uh, if you join the service, he said, don't go infantry. <laughs> <laughs> so the only when the two options came and I told the recruiter uh, uh, whatever the other thing is you know I didn't have no idea what it was <laughs> you know he said not infantry I won the other job um, and uh, enlisted in the service and after seven eight years I was actually was uh, selected uh, to be a recruiter you know after seven years in the service we we're, were already um, our first duty station actually uh, was in Germany uh, I was in Germany. I was, we were not married at that time. Um, I'm actually, uh, for me to be able to, to uh, go into the service, uh, uh, now, you know, my wife, you know, then my girlfriend, you know, uh, kind of uh, let me go, you know, because when she told me about, hey, uh, if you go into the military, uh, we're not going to be together anymore, you know, that kind of put the brakes on me. Sure. I said, you know what, I, I don't want to leave, you know, because if I leave, I'm going to lose her. Uh, so that kind of stopped me for a little bit, and, and, and then after that is when she, you know, uh, decided to, hey, if, I don't, if, if I don't do something about it, he always going to be, you know, here, and he wanted to do something in life, and I'm going to stop him from doing that. And it's very difficult to get ahead here yes. in some ways. Yes. Yeah, it's really difficult. Uh, nowadays, uh, it's like uh, equivalent to probably $12 uh, a day, eight hours of work, equivalent to this, uh, about 200 pesos, uh, which is about $12 a day. So at that time, it was uh, really difficult to try to get ahead and try to, um, you know, I will see all these people from the States coming to Mexico with nice cars and, you know, money and dollars and all that kind of stuff. And as, as a young man, you know, I was like, you know what, one day, you know, one day, you know, I'm going to have that opportunity. And I think uh, joining the military, and I do understand that a lot of people don't like going that way, but in, in my case, it was, it was my only way out. You know, it was my only way out. Um, and I thank God for, um, for the military. You know, if I, if, if, um, uh, if I have to do it all over again, you know, I think I will take the same steps because through, through uh, everything I did in the military, it helped me to be a better, you know, a better person, you know, but in of course, you know, we always plug in with God, you know, God was always in my, it was the center of our lives and that kind of helped us, you know, and helped me uh, through the military life. I love how you guys waited until you were on the same page because at first, you know, you said, if you go to the military, we're breaking up, right? And then he said, oh, I don't want to lose her, so I'm going to halt some things but then you said, I don't want to stifle his dreams and what God has called him to do. Because, you know, I've heard you say before, Brother Rodriguez, that you saw this as a calling. Um, after you joined the military, you realized, wow, God is calling me to reach these people that nobody else is reaching. And so in a way, you thought, I don't want to stifle his calling either. And then you guys joined forces and got on the same page and entered the military and saw it as your calling. Speak a little bit, um, first for you, Sister Rodriguez, from your perspective, how, how was that for you? Was it difficult to kind of uh, go that route? Well, yes, I have to say yes, it was difficult. Um, first of all, because I was, we were newlyweds and our first duty station was in a foreign country. I mean, automatically it was going to be a foreign country for me because I was going to go to the States. So 
it was automatically, it was a challenge. But it was, in a way, it was great because it brought me out of my comfort zone of something that I have known all my life, of being in the same church, basically with the same people. <laughs> so when we joined the military and we moved to Germany as, I mean, I'm in a new country. I'm a newlywed. I mean, so everything is new. Everything, language, I mean, you name it, everything is new. So that, for me, it was like, obviously a huge change, but it brought me closer to God. I have to say that, and that's the best thing that's happened to me. Absolutely. I knew God in such a deeper way that I didn't have a home. And even though I grew up in church, I mean, I'm in church since I was six years old, but the way that taking me out of my comfort zone and out of my family and out of my country, out of my church, um, I had to find out God for myself. There was nobody there to push me. Hey, you have to go to church. Hey, you need to go pray. Hey, you haven't read your Bible. So I had to dig in by myself. So I had to pull out my Bible and fell in love with it like never before. I remember so many days being in the kitchen by myself because unfortunately, as soon as we, I got in, you know, in Germany, my husband had to go to a training for 30 consecutive days. So I had, I was left home alone. Wow. wow. <laughs> in for, Germany. Yes. In oh. Germany. And I remember, um, I think he left within a couple of months. I was not even six months. I mean, it was maybe two months or so. So I remember being in that kitchen by myself with my Bible, reading it and falling in love with it. Tears would just drop in my Bible. I remember just wiping it down and just praying. And it was, it brought me to a different level. It definitely brought me to a different level. And it was so amazing. So even though I was in a different country, even though it was not, I was not in my church, I just fell in love with Jesus. For, for me, it's just, it was the best thing, really. That's so awesome. And it sounds like it was a preparation for everything that you're going to take on later in your life, too. Yes. Yes. I mean, and right after that, and it didn't take long for us to understand that we were there not just as a military couple, but we realized that um, other f friends and couples that we were meeting, I mean, they knew that there was something different about us. And they were approached to us and um, not very, I mean, almost right away, we had a couple that came came to me and you know she, she was having issues with her husband and I mean obviously I knew what was attracting her you know and she came and asked me for help and you know I didn't know much at the time I was newly wed as well as well like her but thank God he gave me the wisdom to give her some comfort and you know a little bit of guidance mm, so good how about for you, from your perspective, joining the military as a newlywed? Well, um, I, I probably uh, go back where, you know, as a young man, you know, I had a lot of insecurities in my life. I was, I mean, I got to the point that I couldn't even go to a store to ask to, for, you know, for an item, you know, how much this, this costs. It was just that bad. Um, now, joining the military, that pushed me to, you know, like my wife says, you know, be in that uh, out of that comfort zone. Uh, now, it, when I was going through um, this church here in Mexico, I was not involved in ministry. Uh, you know, I go to church, you know, I, I play the drums once in a while, um, but it was about it. It was not a deeper, you know, that commitment, you know. Uh, so uh, when I joined the military, you know, I, like my wife says, we didn't know what, what, you know, what was the purpose at that time. You know, I was just a 19 year old. I just trying to, I was trying to just make money and, and maybe, you know, become rich, you know, and maybe drive those cars that those Americans will come, you know, <laughs> they, they were coming every, every year, you know, with the nice cars and all that. But uh, actually, when I started preaching, 
it started a, uh, it was because of the military. Um, at that time, I was, I couldn't even hold a mic, okay? Uh, so, uh, it pushed me out of my comfort zone, and when I start, when we start, um, you know, I joined the military, like my wife, that got me closer to God. I know there's a lot of situations where a lot of people goes away from God, uh, but in our situation, pulls us in. Why? Because we knew that without God, we were not, you know, in a different country, different language. You know, it was a lot of things just coming, and, and we only knew that only with, with God, you know, with us, you know, we were going to, you know, make it, you know. So that kind of pushes to the limit. Um, and at the age of 23 years old is when uh, I went to, um, we're in a military base in California. Uh, we started going to this uh, uh, Pentecostal church, and the pastor there, uh, he is actually um, started asking me about to help him out in the ministry. Uh, so it was actually when I started uh, preaching in that place. Uh, and maybe if I would have stayed in my, in my own country, probably I would have never probably be a preacher, you know, or, or probably would have take, you know, took longer for me to, to, to develop what God wanted in my life, you know. But through the military, God has started putting us, uh, uh, like she said, a lot of people, a lot of couples, you know, uh, people that wanted to commit suicide. I mean, I had a lot of uh, uh, core workers, a lot of soldiers under me, and um, that, that they needed something. And I knew that something, you know, and we started getting connected with them. Um, and, and we started thinking, you know what? This is, I said, if, if we take all the Christians, all the Jesus-named people from the military, who's going to talk to these people? Who's going to go and tell them about salvation? Who's going to tell them about God if, 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 if everybody is out of the military? You know, uh, so I said, we, so we start seeing that, like you said, as, as a calling. You know what, God, we here right now. I don't know how long I can stay in, 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 in the service. But while we're here, you know, let's do the will of God. You know, let's, let's, uh, let, let's try to do the best that we can, you know, to reach these people. Yeah. I'm seeing a couple of very important takeaways that even though your circumstance was difficult, I don't think you guys would both, <clears throat> you guys wouldn't say that this was an easy circumstance. But what you did is you found meaning in it. Like, mm -hmm. what is God calling us to do? So even though there were so many new things, you found meaning in it, like that will bring us together. You, uh, sister, got deeper in 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 prayer and deeper in your Bible, and you uh, and brother, you found, um, you found the ability to have the confidence to be able to speak with confidence and to preach, and said, you know, there are a lot of people that are searching for truth here, and and so, I guess we all have a choice of how we look at things. We could look at things as this is terrible. We're away from our family. We're, it's a new language. We can spin it that way. But we also can say, where's the opportunity? Where is the calling in, in this difficult situation? Hey, friends. We'll be right back to our interview. But one quick note. If you love what you're listening to, you might also enjoy going through our card decks that we designed to help couples stay connected and in each other's world. So there's Foundations, which is our starter deck, and it's all about boosting your communication skills. And then there's Sexpectations, which is all about spicing up your intimate connection. And then there's Realizations, which is a deck for all couples, but especially dating or engaged couples who wanna see how well they really know each other. So grab a deck or two, or three, by heading over to our website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash cards. All right, back to the show. So you guys have three boys, and how old are they now? Oh, boy. My oldest one is going to be 22 in April, mm -hmm. and then my middle one, boy, 20. Mm -hmm. 20, and my little one is 10 years old. Aw. So you have a couple of adult children, and then you're still raising your 10-year-old. And, you know, they had to move with you from place to place. You said Caleb was actually born in Germany. Yes. So what are some maybe practical tips that you have for helping the kiddos in moving from place to place and having that security? Well, my Caleb, my, the baby, um, he didn't get to experience much of the military life because he was born in our 
second to last duty station. He was born in Germany. So he was a baby. We brought him from Germany. I believe he was going to be two years old when we moved to our last duty station in Sacramento. So he was not really, he didn't, doesn't remember much of that. But for my two older boys, they were born in the military and they moved obviously their whole life. So, um, yeah, I want to say, yeah, there's something that I try to do in every home or every new home that we, where we're going to be living, living, um, I would try as soon as that 18 wheeler rolled our block, I was looking for those boxes for my babies, for, you know, their room and, um, there's tons and tons of boxes, but I wanted to make sure that those boxes that had their stuff were opened almost immediately. So um, when, you know, night came, you know, they probably went to bed in whatever bed was available. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and But I wanted to make sure that the next day uh, when they woke up, um, the room was ready that their bed was done, their mattress, I mean, their comforters, favorite blankets, you know, clothes, toys, everything was sort of in a familiar place mm. like before. Uh, so for them, they had a place to just go and unwind. And yeah, this is my Such place. Such a good tip. Yeah, this Love is my that. place. Instead of them, you know, I, you know, being in a new area, in a new home and maybe coming back from school and still coming home and their room is still full of boxes. So that makes it a little bit tough. I think that makes, you know, it's, it's pressure in everybody. I mean, emotions and stress is high because everything is new, a new job, new home, new city, new school. Everything is, you know, difficult. But I wanted to make sure that in all that craziness, that there was something that it was familiar and you know, constant, That's and that was, good. they had a place to, hey, my room is ready, I, there, here's my toys. I love that. <laughs> That's an excellent tip. So um, good. In addition to the foundation that you built in your relationship with God, what are some of the things that you did together or for each other that helped you stay connected in your marriage while in the military? Well, we tried to do as much as possible as we could you know, when we were together. Um, for instance, um, for me, I want to say when he was gone, <laughs> when he was gone, maybe with that period of time, 30 days, 60 days, whatever it was, I always tried when he was going to come back home to make it really special. Mm. <laughs> and how did you make it really special? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lots of I'll blushing going on here, yes. folks. <laughs> well, I would try to make sure that I would make a special meal for him. And, you know, have some candles around, and some nice music playing around. I would volunteer to go away. <laughs> <laughs> so I could come back. Amen. <laughs> so that always made it special, you know, to try to, you know, to have that time together. So it was excitement, you know, even though he was gone, you know, you knew that, hey, you know, he's almost coming home, mm -hmm. you know, so if, even though I knew a lot of couples, unfortunately, in the military, that they used to tell me, I like it better when he's gone. Mm -hmm. So for me, I really didn't understand why they would feel like that. Because for me, I mean, we like being together. Mm -hmm. We like to do a lot of stuff together. So. Yes. Just a thought, do you think it could be resentment, like they were angry about the distance? Instead of being, another choice, instead of being excited about the reunion, were angry at the, the distance, like they felt resentment that, why do you have to be gone so long? I don't like, this isn't fair. Well, I really cannot tell you exactly the reason why it was like that, but I've had, maybe it's because, like for instance, I can think of a couple right now. Um, actually, this situation happened in Germany. I mean, you're in Europe. Mm -hmm. And I knew she had a lot of resentment yeah. because she was not close to her family. Mm -hmm. So that when that resentment, you know, went to her marriage, mm -hmm. 
unfortunately. And she hated it and she just wanted to leave. And she's, I mean, she's just counting the months and the days, you know, till, I mean, she's, she was miserable. So needless to say, I mean, she was not happy. So if she was unhappy, her husband was not happy. So, um, you know, I had the opportunity to speak and, you know, talking to her. And I say, hey, you know, just look at it this way. You may not be at your, you know, with your family back at home in the States, but look, you're in Europe. Travel together. See, you know, travel. I mean, there's so many beautiful places that you can take advantage of. You may, I mean, you may not be at home and may, may be able to go to Disneyland, but hey, you can go to Paris. <laughs> you can go to Rome. Love that. <laughs> so, you, you know, you see it from a different yes, perspective. Yes. And you know what? Just, you know, you may be lacking from things, but you know what? Just try to take advantage of the things that you do can mm-hmm. enjoy when yeah. you are there. What are some ways that you made it special for her when you guys were apart? Well, I always try to I, I I try to do a lot of things before um, you know leaving. You know, preparing for uh, deployment or preparing for you know I have to go to school for a long uh, for quite a bit you know um, long time. I always try to you know make sure that everything was done. You know, the cut was you know the grass was cut. You know, the finance was straight. You know, make sure it was money in the bank. Um, you know, so there's little things, but also, um, I always tried when I was away, trying to make a way somehow to, uh, to send flowers or, you know, things like, you know, back then we didn't have a cell phone when we got to Germany back in 93, uh, thing with cell phones, you know, was not, you know, in existence, I, yeah, I guess, but so, you know, uh, letters, you know, letters, we used to write letters and, and, you know, trying to stay together, um, you know, buy her flowers and, you know, things like that, that I, I was, I, I knew that, that it was important, you know, because I, I knew that I was going to be gone for, for quite some time and she was there by herself in a different country, you know, the language and things like that. So, so for me, I was trying to take care of her the most that I could before leaving, you know, trying to get everything prepared um, and, 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 you know, those type of situations. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're very intentional because I, I, I know from counseling that there are some, there are a lot of couples who get comfortable with proximity, mm-hmm. but just because they have proximity, it doesn't mean there's connection. And it sounds like even though there was times where the, you guys weren't close in proximity, you guys weren't like, you know, living in the same house, but you still worked on connection. Mm-hmm. So I, I've heard from some military couples, you know, the care packages and letters, and those are all forms of, of connecting, right? Mm-hmm. What do you guys... Um, was it just typical, like in your letters, what, what, were you guys playing games or were you guys catching up with, uh, you know, what was, what was going on in your lives? What were the things that you guys brought up that you found were helpful? Well, he indeed, he's very intentional and that makes it really special because mm-hmm. I know here that he really cares. One event that I comes to my mind right now is, and one of his, um, times away from home um it happened to be on my birthday and and it was okay with me I understand that you know many we had to miss you know a lot of special events you know and he had to be in a school or whatever you know so but he still made a way of making it special even though he was not there right next to me and I remember one time he was gone he was in the east coast and I was in California so we were miles apart but he still made arrangements for me to have a special day on my birthday so he made arrangements uh, with my sister and brother-in-law and he actually left money for them to take me to our favorite restaurant and to buy some flowers for me. So that it was like, that meant a lot, you know? Well, we could tell because you're smiling now and how long was that ago? Like <laughs> Over 20 years? A long time. <laughs> but no, you know, really, he's always kept that. And I'm very thankful for that because every time he was gone, he always brought me something. I mean, and not that I asked for it, is that, you know, he would bring me 
I don't know, something. And that told me that he was thinking of me, mm-hmm. you know, when he was gone. <laughs> You guys um, went to many different um, places and experienced many different languages and cultures. How did you shift uh, from culture to culture in your mindset? I mean, even coming, you've, you've spoken this weekend about coming from Mexico and the machismo mindset, but then going to Europe and, and then going to the States and developing your marriage in different cultural contexts. Well, yes, um, obviously everybody knows the Mexican culture is very machista. <laughs> that is no news. But um, what I love of our, our relationship and what I, um, you know, I'm thankful that my husband was able to have an open mind right there is that it was not about our family, you know, I mean extended family. It was about us and what it worked for us so um even though when well i think it helped us tremendously that we left mexico okay as a newly wed couple so it, we weren't on our own so uh obviously we went through a lot of difficult times but we learned that hey we need to make this work and it may not be the way that you are used to or that you saw. So, um, he, for instance, he was like, you know what? As long as if it's pleasing you, if you're happy with it, I don't care what anybody else thinks. So that really helped a lot because, yeah, probably he was criticized a lot because he would do things for me, maybe go out of his way to make sure that I was well taken care of or maybe you know he will take me um vacation you know and really in our country or maybe where we were up they're not quite used to that and they think it's too much hey you already took your own vacation last year <laughs> so you're saying that a lot of people have expectations of how the husband or the wife should behave and then we try to live up to those expectations. And so you going somewhere else, you kind of were able to make it work and be vulnerable enough to ask for change. For change. Mm-hmm. Or, or did you have to ask for that change to each other? Well, I think it took a lot of talking and crying, maybe, <laughs> you know, and telling, you know, the way you feel. So, and a lot of praying. Mm-hmm. And... Prayer works. Amen. Absolutely. Because I remember on that night when he was not home, and I actually didn't have it in front of me to be complaining or to whatever, you know, be like maybe nagging or whatever. <laughs> but I went to God and asked him the, and told them the way I was feeling. It's funny because I was telling God the way I was feeling, you know, how my husband was making me feel. And I wasn't being feel very loved so and it was so amazing it, to me that's it was like an answer prayer he was because he was right on time it was even though he was on the he was on the field he was in training i don't know how he got a hold of a cell phone back then i don't know but he called me and was i not i was not expecting that and he just said honey you know what, I've been thinking, I was thinking last night that I haven't been very kind and that I haven't, you know, I, you know, stuff like that. And I just started crying and I, and I even asked when, what time? Because last night I was praying specifically about that and God put it in his heart, you know, it's specifically at that time. And to me, it was like, awesome so that you know that brought us together and you know it was you know a lot of you know understanding you know because I knew and he was open with me he told me you know what I was not raised like this you have to give me time you know to to show this because I never saw this at home so could you speak to that (laughs) yes (laughs) 
Well, and I think that was one of the the, the problems that that because we didn't uh, grow up like this, we didn't have a, a example, you know, how to treat our wives, how to treat our family, our kids. So that makes it a lot a lot harder for the men. I mean, you know, here because we don't have that example. You know, and I know sometimes we said, yeah, you know, well, he's this, he's that, and he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. But also we need to think about, okay, he, if you never, you know, you don't have nobody as an example, you know, to how to do things or how to give you counseling. You know, we didn't have no money for counseling. We don't have, you know, we didn't have money for food sometimes. Yeah, so, right. you know, so it was really hard for us to go to to you know, to somebody and, 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 and we didn't have that, you know. So we just did what my my grandfather did my dad did and from generation to generation you know and we thought that was the right thing to do how to treat you know your wife and what what was that in a nutshell well the 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 thing was that hey they stay at home they take care of the home they take care of the kids and i provide you know and that's it you know that's the way it is you know it's is you know all those vacations and all this this that and date nights and all that you know it's like we don't have time for that you know i i go to work and when i come home you need to take care of me okay and then and then but that's the mentality so for me to get out of here and go into the military and going to all these places seeing all these people uh you know i know a lot of a lot of a lot of pastors that i i was i was in their churches you know every two to three years we had to move we have to move, and, and, and many of them wanted me to stay. And, I, you know, I do understand, you know, now as a pastor, I want everybody to stay. Right. You know? <laughs> but, uh, uh, but at that time, you know, I was always thinking, you know, I, I, and when I joined the military, one of the things I told God, I said, God, if you um, take care of me while I'm in the military, I said, you know what, I'm going to go whatever you send me. And... Through all this year, God just took care of us. You know, all these years from base to base, from, you know, when, when even sometimes my unit was going to deploy. And, and, and I will get orders and say, hey, you're not going on deployment. We're going to send you back to the state. So we're going to send you back to this. So, I, I mean, I saw God in every step, you know, which just God's taking care of me. And I was like, man, and, and you know, the years will go by and the time was coming, you know. To retire, and and in Germany, um, and uh, you know, God gave us the opportunity. Uh, we were driving to church for an hour from Wiesbaden, Germany, to Heidelberg, uh, Okasha Slaughter, and um, it was a group that we had in Wiesbaden, and um, we decided, you know, to start something there because it was no church. Jesus named churches in that area. And we started a, a, a um, Bible studies in our home, in the military base. Um, and little by little, God was, you know, keep adding, you know, the Brother Gallimores came and, and helped us out, you know, and then Brother Jones uh, came and helped us out, you know, and, and, and just got kept, you know, uh, adding, adding, adding. And, uh, but through, through all this, you know, I, in that time, we actually met Pastor Young. I didn't know who was Pastor Young at that time, okay? I was always in the military, so I was moving, you know, from every two to three years. And the first thing we do uh, before going into uh, a new country or a new, um, a new base, we always try to call ahead to find a church. That was our priority. I said, so we always try to keep God in the center of our lives. I said, okay, they're moving us. Are we moving? The first thing we need to do is to find a church. You know, they, they preach the truth and, and, you know, with important for my family, important for my kids, you know, to stay connected, you know, and a lot of people, they disconnect because sometimes they don't put God first in the center of their lives. You know, they're, they, they, they go to one place or the, or the, the service will send them to different places and they don't put God first and try to get connected with those things. So when, when uh, we got to Germany and it was a need to have a church there uh, is when we met Pastor Young uh, through Brother Jones. And um, he came in 
um, you know, and, and we met and, and, you know, we got really, uh, I, I felt like really close to him right away. And he, and I told him, I said, look, we got to, I think we have a couple years left, you know, and, and he said, you know what, well, you know what, I'm going to be praying for you guys to go to Sacramento. Now, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who was Bishop Wilson. I didn't know what the Rock Church. I mean, I've been in the military just moving every two to three years. And he tells me, and I, after they left and all that, you know, he dedicated my son Caleb there. You know, Caleb was born in Germany. Um, he left, and I talked to my wife. I said, I said, I don't know who he is. I said, but he just doesn't know that I'm trying to go to San Diego. <laughs> I said, I want to go back home. I want to be close to home, you know, because my thinking was always trying to help where I came from, you know, and that's one of the things was in my life. I said, I cannot move, you know, or, or uh, get all this stuff that God gave me through all these years, through all these churches, these pastors, everything they put in us and stay in the States, you know, and not sharing what God gave us and he gave us to tell somebody else you know um so when i was um i said he just don't know that i want to go to san diego uh i tried i had some connections i thought i had some connections uh, i started calling star majors colonels and and asking them hey I, I need to go to san diego this is my last unit uh, after that i'm going to retire i need to be close to home I called San Diego and said, hey, sorry, I, I, I don't have nothing open. I don't have no openings. You know, I'm sorry. I said, well, next thing is L.A. You know, that will be, you know, not close to San Diego, but it's closer. Uh, um, and, and, I, and I called L.A. Sergeant Major said, nope, sorry, nothing open during that time. And I had a friend uh, when I became a recruiter. And then after that, God, for some reason, uh, sent me to be an instructor, you know, as a recruiter. I met a friend there. I met a, uh, there that we stayed kind of connected. And he said, and I called him and said, hey, do you know anybody in California? And he was like, you know what? I know a Sergeant Major, but he's in Sacramento. <laughs> um, he said, maybe he'd be able to help you out, you know, somehow. He said, I don't know if he has any openings. And, um, and I told my wife, man, I really, we need to go to San Diego. You know, we need to be helping the church in Ensenada. You know, somehow we need to start connected. Sacramento is just too far. Um, but, so I told my wife, I said, you know what? If we cannot get San Diego, I said, whatever. Uh, I wanted a specific job. It was a master trainer, which it was for recruiters. I said, whoever offers me that job, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. So when I called this Sergeant Major, the first thing he said, Sergeant Rodriguez, I said, the only job opening I have for you is to be a master trainer. He said, take it or leave it. <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, well, that's what God wants us to go. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, God put us about 20 minutes from the Rock Church. That's where actually our battalion was, you know. And um, so it's how we, you know, we got connected. But. Uh, the promise that I did to God, I said, when, I, when, that, when that moment came, 2013, you know, I said, you know what, God? You fulfill your promise, you know? I said, now it's my turn. And, <clears throat> and I think, you know, that's why we're here, you know? They got um, um, met away, <clears throat> even being far, you know, from where I thought, you know, that it was going to be far, God made a way through connections that he did, you know, through Pastor John Bishop Wilson that in the end, you know, um, I was going to be here to be able to help what I got, um, everything I got in the military through all these pastors and all these churches and brethren that just put stuff in me to be able to come and share with the people here in Ensenada. Amen. And now you're here with a beautiful church, Amen. doing a very important work in a, a city that has 600,000 yes. people in it, and and they need truth, they need uh, that guidance, yes. and they need those things that you learned. Yes. So we're so thankful to have you today in this conversation. All right, we're going to come to a close here soon, but before we do... 
We wanted to ask you guys if you have any book recommendations for the people who are listening. It could be for military couples or for any couples. And um, even share a little bit maybe about uh, where you got these book recommendations uh, in the military. Yes. Um, well, you know, I, I have been over 20 years, so I, you know, those names of those books, probably my wife will know them a little bit better. But, um, you know, through the military, the, the, the service, um, uh, we're offering a lot of a marriage retreats, you know, for couples because they do understand the things they're going through. You know, the chaplains and the bases, you know, offer those courses. Um, and that kind of helps us every time that my unit will offer something like that. We always try to go. And they always do a lot of fun activities and, you know, try to, you know, get the couples together because through all the problems, all the deployments, um, you know, and they give us hundreds of books, you know, to read, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of, you know, helped out, you know, helped out for those also for those people that they were not going to church, you know, they were not Christians, you know, uh, it will help them to try to get them, you know, uh, get them together to try to work it out. You know, even though the military was is hard on the family, you know, we went through a lot. But, um, you know, through that, you know, uh, they will, will at least provide something, you know, to them uh, to be able to help them, you know, through life, you know, through the military life. And I don't know if my wife remembers those those type of books. Well, one that comes to my mind is probably love and respect, mm -hmm. right? Um, the five languages of love as well. Yeah, pretty good. good yeah, pretty good. And with all of those things that are offered, it doesn't do any, you any use if you don't go and don't take advantage of those things. Right. So take advantage of, if you have those things open to you, take advantage of them. Yes. Yes, yes definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, before we close with our Dear Young Married Couple letter, we wanted to ask you that are listening, if you'll take um, 60 seconds or so and leave us a review or a star rating on iTunes if you're enjoying the podcast. And if you can share with us why you love it or even how it's helping you, that would mean a lot. We read every review and we take it to heart. Um, so your reviews make a big difference in helping us reach more couples. We appreciate it. On to our Dear Young Married Couple letter. So we'd like the two of you to rewind to the first few years of your marriage and answer this question, what advice do you wish you would have received? And then fill in the blank with a sentence or two or a few. Dear young married couple. Dear young married couple, um, I think um, to be example to your children. Um, you know, growing up, I didn't have that, you know, as much. So it was really difficult for me when I, I got married, um, you know, to treat my wife like she's supposed to be treated. Uh, when I started, we started having kids, you know, to treat my kids like they're supposed to be treated. So it was a process. Um, that's why now I try to um, uh, I try to do my best, you know. And and it's one of the things I, I tell my boys always, you know, life less life life lessons. And there was, oh, here we go, Dad, life lessons again, you know. But I, I'm trying to make sure that they don't, they don't go through like what I went through, you know, because it was really difficult to, for me to, to, to break that cycle, you know. And, and, and one of the things I, I will tell everybody, you know, if you're in that cycle, if you, don't have, if you didn't have an example, you didn't have a model, you know, uh, to see, you know, uh, what to do, you know, it, it have to be you to break that cycle. You know, why? So the generations to come, you know, they can become better and better and better. And I think if we have uh, better families, you know, uh, better fathers and better mothers, you know, we're going to be able to serve the kingdom of God better. We be able to extend ourselves, you know, and extend what God wants for our lives, you know. But I think that that starts in our home. And, and I, will, I will just, you know, get that suggestion that if you're in that cycle, break it. Be the one. You know, get counseling. Get help. You know, um, uh, pray and, you know, do all those things that you need to do to make it happen. Dear young married couple, make more traditions in your family. It's very important, especially when you're in the military. You don't even have to be in the military. But I think it will be very, very effective and useful if you make a family tradition because you will take that wherever you go. 
every country, every new duty station, it will be constant. So that will definitely help, especially if you have children, because that would make a constant in the family. So I wish I would, somebody would tell me that when I was a newlywed. Make some traditions and, you know, be intentional in keeping them. Um, also, probably is, even though um, we tend to focus in the family when the children come along, so we're very focused on that and, you know, we love to, we love to travel and, you know, going new places. As a family, uh, probably um, it's good to go places as a couple. You know, just spend that time together and, you know, connecting. So, yeah, sometimes we do have to leave the kids. <laughs> so that's important, too. Man, we appreciate you guys so much. We love you guys, and we're so thankful for what you're doing for the Thank kingdom. You. And we didn't talk about this at all ahead of time, but I just had it come to my mind. If you, after listening to this, um, you listeners, if you feel a heart to help out with what's going on here in Ensenada. We're going to put a link in the show notes um, for who to contact to be able to give to what's going on here in Ensenada. Um, there's there's so many opportunities to um, give and help with the work. Um, I mean, they're doing their best, but there are so many needs in the church. Uh, we saw that this weekend. Um, and if people feel on their in their heart to give um we'll put that link here in the show notes so you guys can help out love that and we love you guys and we're so thankful that you were able to uh, join us today so thank, thank you. you appreciate it all right friends we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation and if you want help if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.